stuff's working my god jesus anybody want to buy me like a computer that like fuck it that runs nasa or something jesus what's happening guys sorry i'm late trying to get everything together time was not on my side and neither was my computer so you know good times always good times you ever seen office space bats when they take a bat to the to the printer, to the copy machine. You don't know how many times I want to do that to my computer? Oh, so many times, so many times. Anyways, what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Film Chucky Live. <laughs> I swear I'll get I'll get more relaxed after this, but Jesus Christ, it's just like trying to just prepare everything. It's it's too it's too hard. It's too hard. Too hard with this, you know. So, anyways, make sure you guys subscribe to the channel, hit that like thumbs up button, do all that. We got lots to talk about, of course. It is Monday after all so hopefully you guys are doing good hopefully you guys had a good weekend as well all right let's see what we got here all right it's gonna be glitches all freaking stream so be prepared be prepared be prepared for glitch glitches galore yeah for sure so you know like i said i'm, I'm trying to work with what i got folks it's all i could do it's all i could do all right who's out there who's out there all right. Uh, well, okay, that didn't work either. Okay, here we go. That working? All right, we got Nighthawk right here. Let me adjust that. All right, adjust that right there. Hello, darling. Good to see you. Good to see you. All right, we got Lane right here too. Always great to see you. All right, we got uh, we got Droga right here. Yeah. Sorry. Am I getting? Did I interrupt you eating rice? Axel, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, let's get that music back on. All right. Evening, Cortez. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, let's see. I feel uh, sorry for Gunn. He probably didn't think he'd be given the keys to the car in a garage that's burning to the ground. I know. My God. Yeah, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll be all right. I think it'll be fine, but let's see. Who else we got here? Um, let's see, we got Jason right here, sorry. Okay, we got Jason. What's going on, Stephanie T? And we got Lisa, Lisa's also here. Good to see you, good to see ya. We got Ryan, tell, tell Dave to see Zach's tweet. Oh, Zach just tweeted something? Sweet, we'll check it out. We'll check it out a little bit here. Rebel Moon related, I'm guessing, right? All right, we got Eric Patterson. Good to see you. We got Tet here too. Let's see. DC don't have roadmap. Will Marvel Phase One, Two, Three? What? They don't have roadmap. Well, they do, but all right. Um, let's see. Uh, what we got here? Nah, I would never call it off lane. Come on, have more faith in me. I've powered through all the difficulties and everything. I died. I died. I know, right? It's all good. He wouldn't deer. He wouldn't deer, my dear. No, I'm just kidding. Anyways, uh, what's going on, JD McGray? Good to see you. All right, who else we got here? 
did you hear about the cut? Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that. We're going to talk about all that, of course. That's going to be like one of the main topics right there. Ah, crap. And then, of course, my phone. All right, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. We're good. We're good. Oh, gotta love it. Gotta love it. I need a production budget. Anyways, okay, we're good with that. I had a plug in my phone. Sorry. Turn it that way. All right, here we go. Because it's my stream deck right here. All right, what else do I got? Yep, turn that off too. Oh, you don't want to turn off. Of course you don't. Okay, there we go. All right, thank you guys for uh, joining, of course. Thank you for being patient. we got lots to talk about. Obviously, we're going to be talking about, you know, the, uh, the, the Wile E. Coyote movie, the Acme John Cena movie that got shelved, which was, you know, co-written and produced by James Gunn. So a lot of people are kind of questioning what's happening with David Zaslav, Zazzy Pants, and Warner Brothers Discovery shelving things. And is the DCU safe? Is Superman Legacy safe? I mean, obviously, with the SAG after strike ending and james gunn saying that yes we're going to meet this uh date right here we'll be all right so we're going to talk about that we're going to go over the rebel moon trailer a little bit too because that premiered yesterday didn't have time to do a uh, a trailer reaction sadly but hey it's fine still watched it still loved it and then of course we're going to talk about that marvel's <coughs> box office and then we'll talk about some of the productions that are being fast track yeah i remember when i was thinking like okay even if they come up with a deal these these uh, productions ain't gonna go into production back and resume production until January, but I was wrong about that 100% because they are fast tracking so many things, so many things here. So I mean that's good though. It's good. They're like, all right, we got to get our stuff going. We got to get our stuff going. All right, you guys said that uh, Zach tweeted. All right, let me see here. I gotta I gotta see. I gotta see what this is all about here. Zach tweeted. Hmm. Where, where, where? Hold on. Let me type it in here and let's see what you said Zach tweeted. So what did he tweet about? Go check it out. Okay. Oh, okay. So Rebel Moon. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Complex. All right. So this is what he tweeted right here. So we got... On uh, November 18th and 19th, Rubble Moon is taking over ComplexCon in Long Beach, California. Drop by our booth and experience a new universe. Okay, so Rubble Moon ComplexCon. What the hell is ComplexCon? I've never heard of ComplexCon. I haven't heard of ComplexCon, so don't even know exactly what that is. Don't even know exactly what that is, but I'm intrigued by it. And, uh, hey, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So, all right. I like it. I like it. So maybe I'll even make it down there. November 18th? Eh, when is that? That is, what, five days from now? So that's this weekend. Eh, I'm already got, I got some plans, but I don't know. There's all, there is Sunday, Miss Nighthawk. What are you doing, huh? Hmm? Huh? Maybe? I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Let me put that right there. Okay. So let's start off right here because this was like the latest news. And I'm wondering, how many times is this movie going to be in development? Huh? How many times, guys? How many times are we going to hear about a He-Man live-action movie? Seriously. It just seems like this... That we've heard so many times that there's a live-action He-Man movie, and now all of a sudden we get this from Variety right here that says a live-action Masters of the Universe movie is now being eyed to go into development at Amazon. Amazon this time, with a significant theatrical release expected. 
Netflix was going to do one, I thought, or somewhere else is going to do I don't know. But I'm like, how many times, how many times do we have to hear about a live-action He-Man movie that they, they can't seem to figure out? I don't get it. Get David Eggers or, you know, I mean, I know some people even suggested Zach to do a Masters of the Universe movie, which, of course, he would nail it 100%. But how many times are we going to hear about this? Holy Lord. All I ask for, all I ask for, this is it. This is all I ask for. Dolph Lundgren has a cameo or is playing a character, okay? We all know back in the, back in the 80s, there's a Masters of the Universe movie. Starring Dolph Lundgren as He-Man. I have the power! And it's horrible, but it's a guilty pleasure watch for me because when I was a kid, me and my brother watched it like crazy. Okay? The young Courtney Cox in there? Yeah. Got the actor who played Mr. Strickland in there? Yeah. Good stuff. Anyways, my God, has it just been so many things. So many things. So many times, I should say. All right, where am I going to next? Hey, Mr. Kwan, Kihu Kwan. All right, so now that the actors can actually start talking about their projects and everything, this is what's great. And obviously, we, we, we love Mr. Kwan. He's just, anytime that he talks, anytime that he posts a video, which he did, talking about Loki, touchdown Bills. Anyway, sorry, I got the, the football game on right there. Hey, what can I say, you know? Josh Allen is my quarterback in one of my fantasy leagues. So got a little, you know, even though I'm not going to win my game. Anyways, um, um, yeah, so there's been some videos posted. Obviously, the actors can make the rounds. And now that Loki has ended, which I'm sad about. I'm so sad that Loki is now done. I, wa I finally watched the, uh, the finale last night and uh, got a little choked up because I'm going, all right, that's it. I love this show. I mean, seriously, when it comes to... The struggles of the MCU that are happening currently, Loki has just been just a breath of fresh fucking air, man. But um, Mr. Kwan right here was quoted on saying that he teared up when Kevin Feige offered him a role in the MCU. That's right. It brought me back to the day when I met him for the very first time on the X-Men set when he was just an associate producer and I was an assistant action director. Yeah. If you guys remember this, there's a video that was like floating around where you actually see him doing some action coordination for the first X-Men movie. So this was probably about 1999, 2000. So obviously like 23, 24 years ago. So it's just good. I just I just love that. It just warms my heart because the guy, he's just anytime that he talks, anytime, you know, that that we just hear like his happiness just it's it his energy just brings me energy and brings me happiness just gotta love this guy just really just love this guy so uh and then speaking of okay daredevil shows or not daredevil shows mcu shows this is uh pretty good right here because we all know that the daredevil show was not going well apparently that they shot some they shot episodes they shot the story they shot a lot of things and they pretty much scrapped it all that's right you got Warner Brothers Discovery scrapping movies and you got Marvel Studios also, you know, scrapping scripts and ideas and whatever the hell. So, yeah. But when it came to Daredevil Born Again, a lot of us were kind of like, going on, okay, what is happening here? Why can't you just do like a slight continuation of the Netflix show? But according to The Wrap, Daredevil Born Again's new directors 
are at day zero on the series. We're currently just consuming Daredevil content, not just the Netflix show, but all the possible material. All right, sweet. Consume it all, but we all just kind of want a little bit of what's happened, what happened in the Daredevil show, all right? When you watch that Echo trailer, we all watched the Echo trailer last week, and it was fantastic. It was pretty damn fantastic, and it, it felt like that Netflix show, so hey, just continue that. Please, continue that. That's all we ask for. Oh, boy, guys. Okay. Okay, so you guys know, and, uh, you know, I did I did give my further review of uh, Godzilla Minus Zero. I gave a little bit of a review on Saturday's Vodka Stream. That's right, because I, I went to the L.A. premiere of Go Godzilla minus, uh, minus Zero, not Minus Zero, Minus One. I went to the premiere, the L.A. premiere, which was awesome, and uh, I gave my little you know, review at the opening of the vodka stream on Saturday. So I'll, I'll clip it out and post it because some people are wondering, you know, and, and I really want to push this movie because I really enjoyed the movie, but they posted a clip and just to give you a little sense of like what's happening in this freaking movie, I tell you what, this clip, it's a 30 second clip and it's great. Look at this clip right here, just in case you didn't see it. Look at that. How, what the, f you got Godzilla just freaking chasing this little, <laughs> How freaky is that? I mean, can you imagine being on this boat? And then you're like, oh shit, wait. Oh, we're supposed to like blow that little mine up. Look at that. Ah. Oh, and then I love how, okay. So I love how the clip just ends right there. Because I'm not going to give any spoilers. I'm not going to give any spoilers. But what happens next, I will say this right now, what happens next after that, when, when you see the, you know, the, the mine that's in, you know, the ball, the, the, it's a mine. It's a, like an ocean mine kind of thing. When it blows up and you see what happens next. <laughs> yes, that's all I'm saying. What happens next the whole theater went, oh, like, yeah, because you're kind of going like, did they defeat Godzilla right there? They, it blew up, but obviously, you know, let's face it, you know that that wasn't going to stop that big lizard. Yeah, yes, goosebumps, goosebumps, freaking awesome. I'm telling you guys, you, if you can watch this movie, if you can watch this movie, Go watch this movie. Go watch this movie. Hey, we got a $5 super chat from Mr. Brian Cowley. Appreciate that, sir. I have returned for Superman news. Did I miss it? Hope not. No, I'm going over tweets right now. So we're just getting to the tweets. So we're going to, we'll talk more Superman stuff like that. Yeah, I'm telling you, Stephanie T, you're going to, if you're a Godzilla fan, even if you're not like a, a diehard Godzilla fan, if you just like Godzilla a little bit, you're going to love this movie. Like, like I said, I mean, Mr. Chris Juan Swenson, all right? He thinks it's one of the best Godzilla movies. I think it's one of the be best Godzilla movies. And Chris Wong Swenson is a diehard. He, I'm a Godzilla fan, but he's a diehard Godzilla fan. And he loved the movie. He, he flew over to Japan with his family and he got to see it over there. I was lucky enough to see, you know, the LA, uh, the US premiere. And I'm telling you, I, I was not expecting to like it this much not to mention i loved it i mean i tell you the human level the human story of this movie i tell you what and like i said that clip is cool but just again what happens 
next you kind of go oh hot yeah it's pretty it's pretty insane Aquaman 2 gets a new poster yay look at this guys strike a pose okay usually okay <laughs> I, I, I it's nice I don't really this poster there's actually a banner there's like a banner that also got released that looks way better than this this poster I, I don't know but the tide is turning okay that's a that's a tagline for sure. Um, so yeah, I just don't, uh, I just don't know about this. Oh man. Yeah. There's a, it's just kind of funny because when I look at this poster, they, there's always like, there's like a, there's like a joke out there that anytime you have a CBM poster, if you have a female on the CBM poster, they usually have the female like posting. I mean, how many times have we seen Scarlett Johansson pose like, you know, turning because, you know, they, they want to show off her butt. Let's just face it. I mean, that's what they're doing. They want to show off her butt, which is like, okay, fine. She has a nice butt. Sure. Show her butt. But it's just kind of funny because that's what Jason Momoa is posed like. It's like, yeah, let's show Jason Momoa's butt, which I'm fine with. Okay, whatever. I mean, let's face it. If you follow him on Instagram, <laughs> oh, sorry, you've seen his butt, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. So why not just have him pose, you know, doing the butt, the butt pose right here, right? And then naturally, I'm sure... That when they were thinking about the the promotion and the posters for Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, they were probably thinking that they were gonna have Amber Heard in the posters, but they're like, no, we can't do that, obviously now. So, good old Patrick Wilson, you know, replace a blonde with a blonde, I guess. <laughs> oh no, she's redheaded in this. She's blonde in real life. But anyways, you get what I'm saying. So, it's just yeah, you get the aqua butt, you know, pose the aqua butt, the aqua butt. But, uh, yeah, there's also, like, a, a clip that actually showed up, too. There was, like, a brief clip, and, uh, and, 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 and this was the clip right here. There was actually a clip. Actually, let me go to, uh, did they actually post it? Did, uh, did Flash Film News post it? But there was actually a clip. Here's the banner that I was talking about right here. That actually looks really cool. I like the banner that was posted. So, dig that. But I don't know if, I don't know if we can even show the clip to be honest, and yeah, we're going to talk about some of that stuff too. There was, uh, obviously there was this right here. This is like, uh, that, that version, international version, Japanese version, Chinese version. I can't, I don't even know, but, um, oh yeah, there was, okay. So they got the clip right there, but there was like a clip. Nah, I guess they didn't post it. Who knows? I know the clip. I wasn't sure if it was like officially released or anything like that, but there was like a clip where you actually see, this is right after Orm gets, um, he gets released from the prison and, uh, and then they're being chased by these like creatures. And then there's, uh, this octopus right here that, you know, kind of tackles Arthur. Some people didn't like it because it felt too cheesy and I get it. I get it. It, it, it is cheesy. It's a little weird. It's a little cringy. It's a little whatever. There's going to be some of that in there. But to be honest, I'm like, it, it didn't bother me as much. Some people had really bothered them because they're like, this is not the same Arthur that was in Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah, I know. I mean, I get it. It's a different cook in the kitchen. And, you know, I'm actually going to talk about, you know, when we talk about the Marvels, I'm going to talk refer to that that very idea too, when it comes to that movie and kind of do that. It was an, oh, it was the international trailer. Yeah. But it was like, not if, I don't know if it was like fully officially released. 
So sometimes that can get a little iffy, you know, doing it on YouTube. It's like, whoop, watch out, watch out, you know. So, but anyways, there's the poster right there. We got, uh, you know, we got Jason Momoa doing that, doing that butt pose, <laughs> doing that, doing that butt pose. Good on him. Good on him. And speaking of water and underwater, oh boy, oh boy, guys. If anyone has not seen The Abyss, James Cameron's, James Cameron's Abyss, you get, you're going to be able to see the remastered version, special edition, which means it's director's cut, in theaters, okay? Oh, my God. But this is what he had to say right here. Hi, everyone. Jim Cameron here. I'm excited to announce that the special it's edition a low. of The Abyss, Anyways. which we remastered in 4K, remastered in 4K, presented in theaters this December. If you haven't seen the film before, this is the way to experience it. Yes. And if you Even if I've seen it a million times, I'm going to watch today. this. Miss Nighthawk, have you seen? I don't think you've. I don't think we've talked about the abyss, but I think we should go to. We, we're going to go to this. I am. I'm going to take you to this. Back in theaters. But yes, the abyss, fantastic movie. One of my favorite James Cameron movies, to be honest. I mean, this is. I mean, this movie paved the way when it came to visual effects, water visual effects. Uh, if he didn't make this movie, God knows what would have happened with Terminator uh, Judgment Day. I mean, my God, the water effects. But yeah, oh, I cannot wait for this. I cannot wait for I'm I, yeah, definitely going to go see this in the theater special edition. So that means it's probably going to have like those deleted scenes. That's not, you know, of course, in the uh, the standard version, which I think are fantastic scenes. So it's going to be interesting to see these. But yeah, definitely going to be seeing this. In the theaters, in the theaters. <coughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so this is, a lot of people have been talking about this today. It's interesting. It's very interesting because we all knew that this actor was possibly up for the role. You know, speaking of Superman legacy, he was possibly up for the role of Superman. I was kind of going, when I saw him, I went, eh, I don't know if I really want him to be Superman and... I'm glad he didn't get the role, but this is pretty interesting right here because Jacob Alordi, Alordi, of course, who plays Elvis, right? He plays Elvis in the uh, the Priscilla movie that just came out, which I heard is good. I heard is good. Maybe we'll get award recognition. Uh, not really on the radar when it comes out there, but, you know, we're in award season. A lot of these movies are not going to really do well at the box office, but apparently he, uh, when, it, when it came to him auditioning for, Superman, we thought like, oh yeah, he's on the shortlist. He's on the shortlist, which he very much could have been. But did he actually audition for Superman? Apparently no, because Mr. Jacob right here said he declined the Superman audition, audition saying that was immediately, no thank you, that's too much, that's too dark for me. <laughs> what? Too dark? Did he get sent? Like some script pages, and is James Gunn making an even darker version than what Zack Snyder did? <gasps> no, I don't think that's going to be the case. Yeah, it was very interesting. Too dark. Too dark. So, like, what does he mean by this? What does he mean by this? And then it's so funny, too, because you get this image right here of him in glasses looking like Clark Kent a little bit right here. Uh, and then he's got a, apparently he's got, uh, Hal Jordan's ring on his, uh, pinky right there. So I don't even know if I want to even go through all this, but yeah, he's like wearing glasses. He's like totally rocking the, uh, the, 
the Clark Kent vibe right here. But uh, yeah, he said it was too dark. I was like seeing if we can get like an even like more of a uh, of a quote, but I don't know if I want to like go through the whole thing. I mean, the whole thing is happening. Why is it like? I mean, it's a whole thing where he's just wearing glasses. It's almost like they're trolling. It's almost like they're trolling or whatever. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, this could have been your Clark Kent, but it's too dark, too dark, too dark. Yeah, I don't know if I'm even going to find it. There's so much in here. Uh, but yeah, he did say he quoted on saying like it was too dark. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to find, but apparently he's like a big fan of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. He saw it four times. He did see it four times. So that's pretty good, I guess. So, and then of course, uh, yeah. Okay. Here it is right here. And then look at that. I mean, that's a, if you like were to take this image right here, you cut that, you cut out that image right there. That's a pretty good Clark Kent image right there. I will say that. But yeah, the quote is pretty much what it said. He was talking about how, like, uh, you know, being asked. He's all, well, they asked me to read for Superman. That was immediately, no, thank you. That's too much. That's too dark for me. Too dark. And then that's pretty much it. That's pretty much it. That's all he said, that it was too dark. And I'm just kind of wondering, like, okay, what is he referring to? Like, what? I, uh, I don't know if they gave him script pages. Doesn't seem like they would. They'd probably give him script pages if he said yes. Was he just going by, like, Snyder Superman and he thought that was too dark? Because a lot of people actually think that. So it's actually probably a good thing that he didn't get the role, right? He didn't get the role, and that's perfectly fine. But I was just kind of, like, interesting. Very interesting that he uh, that he said that. Too dark. Hmm. Because I don't think James Gunn's going to go that dark. I mean, I think there could be some dark elements, and I'm hoping that James Gunn put some dark elements in Superman Legacy for sure. And I think he's perfectly capable of doing that. Look at Guardians of the Galaxy. There's some dark things that happen in Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So really hoping for that. It's interesting. I don't know. We'll see what happens, but that's what that's what Mr. Jake, Jacob Alordi had to say about auditioning for Superman. Imagine he plays a better Elvis than Austin Butler. I, I don't know about that. Because Stephanie, uh, which is kind of funny, too, because apparently I kept hearing that they wanted Austin Butler also for uh, Superman Legacy. But I, I was like, please, no. When I when I heard that, I was like, no, please don't. No. I, as Austin Butler, talented actor. I thought he nailed it as uh, Elvis, but I did not see him as Superman. I did not see him as Superman at all. So I'm glad that he didn't get the role either. So, uh, but. I think like when it comes to, I mean, the Priscilla movie is more about Priscilla. I don't think you're going to see too. I mean, I, I think like when it comes to his voice, a lot of people were praising like his portrayal of the voice. But I mean, Austin Butler had to do like he had to perform. He had to sing the songs. He had to do like all this stuff. Like, I mean, he had a full on do like like performances as Elvis. I don't know if that's really happening too much when it comes to the Priscilla movie. So he probably didn't have to do as much, but but then again, he his maybe his standard Elvis voice is better. I mean, going by the trailers, it seems like it's, you know, not so much better, but you know, it's it is interesting. Austin Butler was robbed. Nah, I don't, are you saying because of Superman? I don't I, I don't see him as Superman. I really don't see him as Superman. Corn Sweat, and we're gonna talk. There's something else like there's something with Corn Sweat that uh, I'm gonna show you guys if you didn't see it that. I really enjoy that was revealed and that that's an old video, but it was, uh, it was, it was going around Twitter and all that stuff. How are we feeling about the Garfield trailer guys? Huh? Huh? How are we feeling about this trailer? Oh. 
I'm not going to play the whole thing. But uh, yes, that's right. Garfield. We already had Chris Pratt voicing. It's a Mario. Now we got Chris Pratt, of course, voicing Garfield. And the trailer was released today. And I'm not going to lie to you, being the fact that growing up as a kid, you know, as a kid, I liked Garfield. I watched Garf the Garfield cartoons, read the Garfield comic strips. So I've been a Garfield fan. And now we have this. And to be honest, it doesn't look that bad. It doesn't look that bad. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, I get it. Okay, now have you ever... So, here we go. Hold on, hold on. And that's how I adopted John. Okay, now... So that's the thing, though. It's like, growing up, watching the cartoon, and this was kind of funny about the, the cartoon. I've said this before probably a, a long time ago. I don't know. But there's a, there's a crazy connection when I hear Garfield's voice... I do not hear, of course, Chris Pratt, and nothing against Chris Pratt. I, but you know, you know, power to him. If you if you get offered the role, hey, you take it. You know, you walk into a booth, you work for a week, and you get paid millions of dollars. Not power to him. You know, power to him. But when I think of Garfield, and there's a crazy connection when it comes to like uh, two different actors, and I and I can't remember the voice actor of the uh, of the Garfield cartoon because it's the same. And somebody might pull this up and, and, and we could talk and say his name in the chat. But the, the, the guy, the voice actor that voiced Garfield in the cartoon also voiced Peter Vakeman in the real Ghostbusters cartoon. So that's the voice that I want to hear when I hear Garfield. And then the connection I'm trying to make is when they made... A, I think it was early 2000s or late 90s, but there was a Garfield movie where, you know, it was like him coming into live action. Guess who voiced Garfield in that movie? Bill Murray, who, of course, played Peter Bakeman in Ghostbusters and still was playing Peter Bakeman in Ghostbusters. It was just kind of crazy how, like, wow, that's kind of cool. Like, they brought in Bill Murray to voice Garfield in that movie, who, who of course played Peter Vakeman and started as Peter Vakeman and the voice actor, blah, blah, blah. So it was just kind of like a interesting little connection right there. But anyways, I'll probably, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. But yeah, hearing Chris Pratt's voice come out of Garfield, it just, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel right to me. It really doesn't feel right. But hey, what can you do? But then look at this. So uh, how are they going to save the uh, Terminator franchise? Apparently, they're going to turn it into an anime series. And this actually might be the way to do it. I wonder how J Jimmy Cams feels about this. Did you guys saw see this right here? We have, we have this right here. There is no fate. Netflix, anime series, Sundance. Oh, the music sounds great. Everything sounds great. Mattinson Tom. Oh, man. I don't know. Two days from now, we're gonna get we're gonna get it tomorrow, I think, right? Or is it? I don't know. Are we supposed to get it today? I don't know. But look at that. Okay, so that. Come on, because it's Geeked Week, right? And so they're gonna release it. Have they released it yet? It said two days. This came out on Saturday, so. But this this has me intrigued, because let's face it, they've been struggling to try to keep this franchise going, and I think this is probably the way to go. You know, show some of that future wars kind of stuff, man. Please, please show that. Uh, you don't like Terminator, Ted? Oh, come on. But you like this. You like to see Anakin. 
You like uh, this is fu- this is what I like though because now that the strike is over, now actors and actresses can you know post pictures and I love this right here. We got you know we got Hayden Christensen, um, of course like sitting on, <laughs> sitting on a pod. Well you know Luke's like a little pod thing. It's not a pod, you know a pod racer or whatever the hell, but it's just kind of cool. I just thought that was really cool. I was like oh yeah that's awesome. Love that. Gotta love that. You know the chosen one. Yes. Axel, the chosen one. I love it. So I just thought, I was like, you know what? I got to do that. I got to post about that. And then we got this right here. So anybody, anybody who did not get this poster, okay? Full circle, all right? All right, Snyder fans. Full circle. We got Mr. Mick right here. And if you're not following Mick, you should do. You should probably follow Mick. Follow Mick, but he said right here, he said, did you miss out on the chance to get a full circle poster during the AFSP AFSP charity screening event in uh, last April. Everyone will now have the chance to get their hands on the legendary Snyderverse poster. Details incoming. So there you go, guys. You'll be able to get this poster. I have this poster, obviously, because, you know, I went to the damn thing. And uh, it's a beautiful poster. A lot of us. And, you know, I mean... You know, next time if I can get Zach back on the Vodka stream, I am going to ask him about this poster because, you know, some people were kind of wondering, like, what there's some symbolic things in here that we were kind of wondering and questioning. And he said that he wasn't going to answer it now. Maybe now that he's they're going to release the poster, he will answer those questions if we can get him back on the Vodka stream soon before hopefully Rebel Moon. And, that, and yes, I will ask that. I mean, most... If he comes back on the vodka stream, I'm going to ask him mainly about, you know, we're going to talk Rebel Moon like crazy. But I think, well, uh, of course, I'm going to ask him about this poster and be like, what things that, you know, what 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 Easter eggs, what things that you have in here that we don't know that we don't know yet. So hopefully. But yes, obviously, when it happens, I'll post the link and the links will be posted everywhere. So cool that that's happening for anybody who didn't get to see it. And what the hell is this? Is this, I, I don't even know if this is true. It's from Puck News, but holy shit. Is it, uh, what? What? Did Leonardo DiCaprio get paid $40 million to be in Killers of the Flower Moon? <laughs> what? Jesus Christ. And when I read this, I went, what what do you what 40 million dollars holy i mean we, we just came out of the writer or the the the, the sag after strike the actor strike where actors are trying to get paid just just enough to live and you got leonardo DiCaprio getting paid 40 million dollars for this movie i mean i don't know if this is actually true i don't know if this is actually true because who knows, it's puck news, and I don't know like where you know it's sourced from, and I haven't really heard. But when I saw this, I went, uh, okay, so Killers of the Flower Moon, fantastic movie. It's gonna get all kinds of award nominations. It's a fantastic movie. I really enjoyed it. You guys heard my review of it. Really loved it. But I'm just kind of going like, well, it got released in theaters. It's a 200 million dollar budget. Not gonna make that money back. Not even close, because. As much as people were still raving about it, they're not going to flock out to go see this slow burn three hour movie, even though it's Martin Scorsese. It's got a, a stellar cast. 
But I'm just kind of going like, well, like half the budget just went to the fucking actors. Now, I'm guessing that if he got paid $40 million, it was just because it was the deal that it was going to go strictly to Apple TV. And Apple was like, fuck it. Let's pay Leo. Sure. But I'm just kind of going like $40 million. Ha. To me, that just seems seems a bit much. Seems a bit much. What's going on, Game City Savior? It's not a Netflix movie. It's an Apple TV movie. So I'm just kind of, what, what did De Niro get paid? What did Lily, uh, Lily Gladstone get paid? What did they all get paid? I mean, it just seems like half the budget went to the freaking cast. And I'm just like, that's not a way to do things. Does Leo really need $40 million? <laughs> I mean, that's a lot, you know? It's like $40 million. They could have paid somebody a fraction of that and maybe had done... Not, I'm not saying that Leo is a bad actor. I'm just saying that they probably could have paid somebody else to play the role for just like a fraction of the price. But hey, it's whatever. I mean, it's Leo and Marty. It's Leo and Marty. They're together. So maybe they're banking on that. But I was just like, okay. That's just, to me, that just seems like it's a bit much. Seems a bit much, guys. Anyways, all right, that's all the tweets right there, I think. I think I covered it all. Let me uh, double-check and make sure that I that I got everything on my little list of things here. I think, uh, yeah, we pretty much got it all. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I think we're good. We're good. Covered the things I wanted to cover when it came to the tweets. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about the uh, the main topic. Oh, man, come on. This thing's not – oh, there it goes. All right, here we go. Not that. Get rid of that. Whew. Can Superman Legacy be shelved? Dun, dun, dun. So, wow. Yeah. What's happening over at Warner Brothers Discovery? Well, they're shelving movies that are finished, apparently. Again, which, yeah, we'll go into detail with everything that's happening with that. But that was like a big little shakeup that happened in Hollywood over the weekend, which had a lot of people talking and a lot of people, of course, going to social media, Twitter specifically saying that, oh, my God, like, what is happening here? And everybody's just, of course, not liking the fact that this uh, Coyote versus uh, Wiley Coyote versus Acme movie got uh, shelved that was starring John Cena. And I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie that I forgot that this movie was coming out. I remember hearing that it was coming out. And now when it was talked about, I was like, I was kind of looking forward to it. We're, we had this hybrid movie. I mean, Roger Rabbit. We've had hybrid movies before. They could be, they could be, they're fun movies. Roger Rabbit was just absolutely brilliant. Robert Zemeckis just nailed that back in the early 90s, which is insane. But of course, you know, there's been attempts again and they haven't really worked too well. Space Jam 2, but Space Jam, the first one was bad, but I'm kind of wondering if that had something to do with it. Space Jam 2 was horrible. LeBron James, I mean, Michael Jordan can't act, but for some reason... (laughs) The supporting cast of like Bill Murray and other people, like it, it still worked back in the 90s. But when it came to the newly revamped one with LeBron James, it was so bad. I remember watching going, oh, yeah, this sucks. This really sucks. So I'm kind of wondering if that had something to do with it when it came to that. But it it with that happening, a lot of people were asking like or with that happening, a lot of people were kind of going like, well, does that mean that any DCU project like Superman Legacy, that, that could be shelved too, even though it's finished? And it's a lot of people were kind of going like, wow, could that happen? And, and I'm here to say that, no, it's not going to happen. 
That wouldn't happen because I think Warner Brothers Discovery is banking on Superman Legacy a little too much to shelve it. But as for other DCU projects, that's up in the air. But Superman Legacy, I don't think that would ever get shelved. I don't think they would even think about it. But one of the things that this does reveal, that I will say, and I know like uh, the, the gun haters out there will love this, is the fact that he doesn't have the power that maybe he thought he had or that other people thought he had. <gasps> that's right. I don't think just 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 to have that. I mean, I'm, that's what I'm revealing right there, man. I'm telling you what that. Yeah, that that's like. He doesn't have the power that maybe people thought he had or maybe he even thought that he had. That's what's interesting about that. It's like, OK, because Gunn did produce and co-write this movie and they shelved it. So a lot of people are like, huh? And then a lot of people, of course, are going like, why didn't he acknowledge it? Why hasn't he said anything about it? But. I mean, to me, I'm like, uh, he needs to focus on Superman. That's, to me, he just needs to focus on Superman and not even, like, really think about that, which, of course, he very much is. I mean, especially with the, uh, with the, uh, with everything that's, um, with the writer strike ending and all that stuff. So the fact that he, uh, that's all, and, and, and again, I thought that there was going to be some kind of, like, oh, we're going to get some casting news. Maybe, like, today there was going to be some casting news and, and we were going to get like some more reveal when it came to stuff, but it eh, didn't happen. But we do have this, of course, from James Gunn. Yes. Thanks. Thanks to the efforts of our talented crew who never lost faith during the longest strikes in Hollywood history and who never let their foot off the pedal, continuing a barrel forward, continuing to barrel forward, continuing to barrel forward, creating the most amazing character and set designs I've seen in my entire career. That's pretty good. Superman Legacy will be making the original planned release date of July 11th, 2025. And naturally, there were some people that got huffy puffy about the fact that he's using the Superman font. We kind of talked about this in the Vox stream, which I'm kind of I, I, I don't I don't get because I, I saw I saw tweets, too, where like people are going like, oh, wait a minute. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Nostalgia. It's just nostalgia bait. All this kind of stuff. He's using like the uh, the the 78 Superman font. I'm like, no, he's using the comic. Pick up a comic book again. The people who complain, they're not actually DC fans. That's the thing. When I see the people who complain, they're not DC fans. They're just Zack Snyder DC fans. And they're not even Zack Snyder fans because they barely promote Rebel Moon. I've talked to some of these guys. I try to, like, you know, interact with them sometimes on Twitter. And I literally have saw somebody who was, like, all about restoring the Snyderverse saying that the trailer for Rebel Moon hasn't exactly grabbed him yet. So I'm like, okay, you're not a Zack Snyder fan. You're just a Zack Snyder DC fan. Okay. You got you to gotta remember that that's what's going on there. And I'm just like, because obviously the Superman font been around forever. It's still in the comic book. It's still there. So the fact when you see that font, that's how recognizable it is. Is like there's no Superman in this little image right here. It's just the Superman font saying July 11th, 2025, only in theaters. So naturally you just know that it is Superman that he's talking about. But uh, let's see here. And then, so we got James Gunn right here responding to people. And thank you again to DCU 
updates. And if you're not following them, following them, they 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 just they're on Twitter 24/7 it seems and trying to find like on social media and everything like that. But he did say this. So obviously, when it came to the cancellation of Acme or why the Coyote versus Acme or whatever the hell. Uh, a lot of people are, you know, again, wondering if there's, a, in fact, any DC project that can get canceled. But apparently he's been answering people and he's been saying it's a DC Studios production separate from Warner Brothers. So basically trying to establish the fact that it's, hey, we're our own thing. We're our own thing. But I'm like, yeah, I get it, James. And it's good. And that's what's been needed. And I love the fact that there's actually a DC Studios finally. But... Zaslav and Warner Brothers still has the final say. Warner Brothers still owns this. But I get it that it's 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 very own thing. And yes, he's been answering. No, they don't. DC is separate from Warner Brothers as of a couple months ago. So yeah. Cool, but again, it's like they still own the property. They still own the property. I think he's just uh, I think he's trying to still hold on to some of that power, which is, you know, I, I get it because, uh, you know, people are asking those questions and everything. So but here's the article right here, uh, of course, that uh, talking about when it comes to Coyote versus Acme, they're, you know, it got canceled, got shelved. And when it comes to this whole thing, I mean, it's. It's, it's pretty insane, but we got a Deadline article right here. Coyote versus Acme, Warner Brothers setting up screenings for streamers of axed Looney Tunes film, Amazon, a prime candidate, the dish. Okay. Okay, Anthony, what do you got here? But yeah, so being shopped around. Exclusive. Screenings are being set up this week for streamers Amazon Prime, Video, Apple, and Netflix to check out the potentially acquired Warner Brothers axed Looney Tunes movie Coyote vs. Acme after the studio's phone ran off the hook the entire weekend from angry filmmakers and talent reps over their third feature film Kill After Batgirl and, of course, Scoob Holiday Hunt. The more egregious Hollywood sin with Coyote versus Acme is that it's a finished film and it was intended for a theatrical release while the other two movies were still in the works. So this is even worse. This is even worse because the film was finished. It was finished. The other ones not finished quite yet. I think Scoob was a little it was far more farther along than then, of course, Batgirl. Batgirl was very much in the early stages of uh, of pre-production, or at least in the middle of it, you know? Of those kicking the tires, even though no deals have been drafted, I hear Amazon is a leading contender given the fact that Courtney Valenti, the head of film, streaming, and theatrical of Amazon Studios and MGM, was a big champion and linchpin for the movie while she was president of production and development at Warner Brothers. All of this boils down to head of Amazon Studios, Jen Salki's sign-off, I understand. During the pandemic, Prime Video acquired Sony's family titles, Hotel Transylvania 4 and Cinderella, among other movies. Amazon has been known to take finished films off the table for $100 million and turn them into events for Prime Video. And then, of course, talking about all that, we don't need to go through all that. Whoa, Jesus Christ. That was Elmer Fudd shooting right there. Or maybe it was Yosemite Sam. I don't know. I got to turn that drop off. 
Uh, but anyways, so I was going to break it down a little bit right here when it came to this. Because I, uh, I was like mentioning this on the vodka stream. I was going to talk about this a little more when it came to breaking down certain things when it, when it comes to this movie. So now, okay, so what was revealed about this movie about Acme versus Coyote, which, again, I forgot that the movie was coming out. But, of course, I, growing up, I was a Looney Tunes fan, still a Looney Tunes fan. But when I was a kid, watched Looney Tunes like crazy. And one of the Shining episodes or whatever the hell, obviously it's like you got half hour and you get, you know, little little episodes in that half an hour. But Wile E. Coyote, of course, versus the Roadrunner was always like the Shining. I loved it. Me and my brother used to watch all the time. Wile E. Coyote. And so I'm kind of going, well, geez, I kind of want to see this because one of the questions I always was thinking about is like, how does... When it comes to uh, Wile E. Coyote getting all the stuff like, uh, you know, bombs and missiles and devices and all stuff, he'd always get it from from Acme so quick. I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about express delivery, Acme, express delivery, Amazon. Fuck no. I mean, Amazon's pretty fast. That's why it'd be kind of funny. It'd be kind of funny if Amazon actually did buy this movie and put it out there because, you know. Acme is just like the leading, they're the leading like express shipping service right there. I tell you what. So I'm kind of wondering like, okay, so what was the story going to be when it comes to that? So, but, um, you know, I, I totally forgot the movie was coming out. And then when this was all happening, I was like, oh man, I was actually kind of looking forward to it. Had no idea that James Gunn was actually producing it or, you know, producing it and co-wrote it, which is interesting. So, so they reported that the the budget for this movie was thirty million dollars. Which again, I always have to stress to you guys that that is not the actual budget of the movie. It always they always go lower. They always go lower, and you better believe they did because John Cena probably got a nice chunk of change, even though you know this movie might just be shelved forever. He got a nice chunk of change probably starting in the movie, and so did James Gunn producing the movie. I'm pretty sure you got a pretty good uh, chunk of change too, being a producer. Uh, but of course, naturally, like uh, the director and the creators and a lot of people, the movie were expressing how disappointed they are about this getting shelved. I mean, obviously, they from a business side, some people are like, "Well, they still got paid." It's like, yeah, they still got paid. But you know, sometimes when you're a creator, it's not with every creator. Sure, it's not with every person who gets in gets who goes to Hollywood and becomes a creator or even like when it comes to YouTube or anything, any kind of thing, when it comes to creation, it's like, yeah, maybe they're not always in it for the art, but there's some, there's a lot of people that are in, in it for the art. They're not just in it to make millions of dollars is what I'm getting at. But you know, who knows, you know, obviously Hollywood's very sleazy. So yes, everybody get still got paid. Sure. But the fact that people are not going to be, be able to see your work, that's what I'm kind of talking about. Right there. It's like, ah, I mean, of course, people want to get their uh, things out there. But at the same time, okay, so you got $30 million. So you could probably tack on a little bit more. And then when you, when it comes to Warner Brothers Discovery, distributing it and putting it out in theaters, you could probably tack, you could probably times that by at least three, maybe about $90 million to get it out in theaters. $90 million, maybe it, it marketing and everything gets it over 100 million dollars and i think with the fact that there hasn't been uh any looney tunes talk not any looney tunes hype and the last hybrid movie that had to do with looney tunes and live action was space jam 2 and nobody fucking liked that movie 
I didn't see anybody really praise that movie. Everybody was just kind of like, eh, and it was just forgettable. Like nobody, everybody remembers the first Space Jam because it felt iconic. But when it comes to the second Space Jam, nobody really gave a shit about that. So that, there was that. Somebody, some kind of, some dude, some dude in a cubicle was crunching the numbers. He was like, all right, got to crunch the numbers. And they probably did something and they were like, ah, this is not worth our time. So let's do the tax write-off thing. And that's how we're going to do it. So when it comes to actually like, Amazon or one of these streaming services purchasing it, if it's $30 million, they're probably going to want at least half of, of that budget. So $15 million. So is Amazon going to dish out like $15 million or even more, or maybe a little bit less? Is Netflix going to do it? Probably not because they're all kind of struggling. I think Amazon probably has a better opportunity to do that they probably they have more money because they have amazon the back it i don't think netflix is going to do it so you have something like that where it's like they still need to make a profit and or at least some kind of money back i don't think it's going to make a profit but they need to make some kind of money back so it's just all depends on like if if it's valuable enough to like amazon or something to pay probably half the the reported budget that's what i'm that's what i was kind of like thinking about when breaking it all down, breaking this all down. And it just seems like when you have a movie like this, a hybrid movie, you got John Cena, who's not exactly, I mean, he could be a box office pull for the wrestling people, but he's not really a box office pull. We were talking about this on the vodka stream. doesn't seem like John Cena is like a big, huge box office draw. I don't think like any movie that he's starred in, like full on, he's on the bill, he's on the poster front and center. I mean, some people are like, well, he was in the Fast and Furious movies. But yeah, he he's he's the lead's fucking brother who just happened to show up in the last mo- or two movies ago. So is he really a box office draw? Um, and then it kind of makes you wonder, like, do people even care about Looney Tunes anymore? This would be more nostalgia. So then you have to appeal. So I'm kind of wondering, did James Gunn co-writing it, did he appeal more to the adults? Or was there a good balance of... The adults and and children? I don't know. So that's the thing. And James Gunn, I mean, who knows? Sometimes it's like when you see his adult humor, like, yeah, that's that's way too far. I don't know. Who knows? But I hope it does land somewhere. I want to see it. And I hope it doesn't just get written off and we never see it and whatever. Obviously, there's the other two movies that I, I would still like to see as well, but... Yeah, it just seems like they crunched the numbers and they didn't really, uh, you know, do. Yeah, it's just it's all pretty crazy. It's all pretty crazy that this uh, that they're they're still kind of doing stuff like this. But like I said, it kind of shows you that, man, James Gunn doesn't have the power that maybe he thought he did or maybe people thought he did. You know, and, uh, you know, and then uh, and again, I said this on the vodka stream to, you know, uh, the people that were like relishing. I mean, I, I. I was, I remember, I, again, sometimes I interact with some people in my mentions and I, I was interacting with an individual who was basically celebrating and I saw other people celebrating the fact that a James Gunn produced movie got shelved and they were celebrating it. And I'm like, wow. So because you hate him so much because of fandom, you're totally negating like all the other people that worked on this movie. There's so many people, the creators, the director, the, the other writers, the, the crew members, the actor, all that stuff. You're 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 totally just like you don't give a shit about them because you hate one person so much that you're glad that this is happening. And to 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 that, I say, fuck you. That's this is why 
This is why they say fandoms are toxic because of shit like that. Don't be like that. Don't be like that, okay? I get it. You don't have to like James Gunn. You can hate his guts and you can talk shit about him all the time on Twitter. But the fact of the matter is there are hundreds and hundreds of other people that busted their asses on this movie that are just left and just be like, all right, well, it's never going to come out. Worked all hard on all that for nothing. Meanwhile, James Gunn is still making a Superman movie and still co-head of DC Studios. So I just don't even understand that logic. And it's kind of funny, too, because another thing I remember when Batgirl came out, you know, because we are in 2023 and the way that things are they I mean, they were obviously trying to tack on the fact that, you know, oh, yeah, of course, David Zaslav canceled the movie that was directed by, you know, two guys that are of color and then it was lead actress actress female of color and so it's all racial thing but they can't say that now because this is a movie that that was starring a big muscular white dude so you can't play that card on this one but just kind of shows you that no one's safe that's what i'm trying to get at no one's safe especially at warner brothers discovery and one of the things too that i was thinking about over the weekend when this is happening, it's like uh, when you look at the business side, if you break it down in the business side, like I was saying, like there was somebody that crunched the numbers. They did all that and realized that this wasn't going to be profitable, especially the fact that Warner Brothers Discovery is in so much debt and they're just trying to do as much as they can to not get in more debt and try to get that money back. You got you kind of go like, all right, it's business. Totally understandable. I get that. But at the same time, there's like the image the image of the studio is being tarnished because of this. Now, obviously, like there was like a whole report that came out that said like there was like certain like directors and whatever out there that said, oh, yeah, well, you know, they like canceled meetings with Warner Brothers. If this, you know, it's like, is that true? Possibly. I mean, obviously, when you got young filmmakers, you got young people, they want to work for anybody. They just want to get in the business. I don't think they really give a shit about this. But I mean, when you have people that like like Christopher Nolan, who decided like, all right, I'm done with Warner Brothers. I'm going to go to Universal and look what happened with Oppenheimer. Warner Brothers was like, all right, see you later. Take your take your little uh, atomic bomb movie over there and see what happens. And look what happened. It almost made a billion dollars, for God's sakes. But it does tarnish the name. You know, we live in a very, you know, hyper... The info is like getting to our faces so quickly and we got social media where everybody can voice their opinion. Now you got to look at the image of the studio and then you're going to be like, okay, so is this going to scare off other directors, other filmmakers and actors to not want to work with you anymore? It could. This is the third movie. Might. Who knows? Could tarnish that a little bit. And, you know, it just seems like it's like a lose-lose. You're trying to... You're trying to get the debt back. You're trying to, you know, find the money. So you got to do these certain things. And then the image, it makes your image look like shit. And then so it's like a lose-lose. It's just such a lose-lose. You know, it's like, yeah, Zaslav to blame, sure. But at the same time, there's just, you have to all, you have to go back like a decade and realize that the people that have been running this company have been fucking it up for a long time. A long time. So now we're, you know, so some of that is bleeding into present day. It definitely is. So, Whew. all right. That's all I got to say about that. How we feeling out there, huh? How we feeling out there? 
Okay, there uh, there will be enough. Okay, so you guys talk. By the way, Gvardi just dropped a Nolan video where he talks about the physical media. Good. I know Nolan's all about physical. He's all, he doesn't like the digital. He doesn't like any of that stuff. So doesn't like any of that stuff. Uh, it's all just kind of crazy, kind of crazy. So uh, if they were axing things, they greenlit and then changed course, then yeah. But like I said, they are cutting projects from a failed regime. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, that's the thing. It's like some people don't realize everybody's always thinking about the now, now, now. It's like, no, you got to think about the that's why I like I don't 100 percent just go like Zaslav's evil. I mean, I I was just kind of I didn't even know when the when Zaslav came in, I just kind of went like, all right, well, let's see if he could do it. I didn't think he was going to be like some kind of like Messiah or something like that. The second coming or something when it comes to Warner Brothers. Of course, a lot of people doing that, you know, especially in the. And the fandom that we love so much, they were thinking, oh, he's going to restore the Snyderverse. Like, no, he never was going to do that. But it was like, okay, maybe he can save it. He's got a business sense of doing that. And yes, the stuff they're doing, it, business-wise, could it it probably looks good at the bottom line. But then again, but like I said, it just it just it tarnishes the image of all this. But anyways, let's move on to Rebel Moon. <laughs> uh, let's on. Let's let's get some positivity here. Let's get some positivity when it comes to. Uh, to, to movies because you know with ever with all the struggles that are happening with Warner Brothers Discovery and DC and all that stuff we just could be so happy that Zack Snyder is not dealing with any of that that's why I just go no the hashtag bring back Zack and all that stuff and I'm like no 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 I just want him to create create passion projects do what he wants to do and we got a brand new trailer and it is awesome and hopefully you guys watched it like I said I didn't do a reaction to it because I was just uh, I had to do daytime work yesterday, I just didn't have time, so I was like, all right, I'll just like kind of go through it a little bit um, on Film Junkie Live. So, ooh, let's talk about this a little bit right here. And, whoop. So, all right. I mean, I love I love the fact that this trailer. I love the fact that this trailer starts off like you know with with Cora like you know putting her hands in the dirt, you know, very like. Uh, Uxis like, you know, dark side, you know, putting his paw into the uh, into the dirt, into the soil, kind of like that. And I well, love I that. I found you in the wreckage of that ship. I considered leaving you. I was Badass. Afraid you could bring trouble to us. Dun dun dun. they want I just love that Everything. we're just farmers we're not a threat they won't just kill us will they oh I want to see the R-rated version of that I do all right. I told you I was going to have glitches tonight. Uh, for some reason, Twitter is just not working very well. Damn you, Elon Musk. But, uh, yeah, Twitter is not working too well. Yeah, see, it already just it, it locked up. So, But I'm sure you guys saw the trailer. Uh, come on. Is it going to work? Is it going to work? Probably not. But, uh, no, the trailer is uh, it's great. And it, the trailer is specifically, of course, about part one. Okay, it's actually 
going through pretty good. It's strictly about part one, which is great. And I love this part right here. Badass! John Wick in space. Yeah, see, this freaking thing is not. But, uh, yeah, it's looking pretty good. It's also looking pretty pixelated. But, oof. Yeah, Sophia's great. Oh, man. Just so good. Yeah, it's looking pretty pixely. But, uh, yeah. And then, of course, Zach, uh, if you guys went over to uh, to this right here where he actually answered questions. We're not going to go through the whole thing and not going to really like fully, but he did do like a little bit of a breakdown of the um, of the trailer right here, which was pretty cool. He was answering questions as well. So some people that, you know, mutuals actually submitting some questions. So it was pretty cool that they actually did that for Geek Week. So, of course, there's the trailer right there. And we got Zach. That shot right there, I mean, that's pretty cool. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Uh, I can't find it. can't find it. can't find it. Oh, I should probably make it full screen. By the way, I love that, that, that that's Ray Fisher right there. Mr. Blood Axe. Blood Axe. Doing a jump. That's so freaking cool. That shot, I love that shot right there. That shot, that's what I was looking at. It's layout. Look at that. Ah, so cool. That right there, it's like, whoa, look at that. Are they making Dark Side? Is Lex Luthor making Dark Side? It's a new age for the universe. Yes. Yes. The story centers on Korra, who's living as a farmer. She's a seasoned warrior who has seasoned. sort of a mysterious past, but now she's living on belts and sort of connecting to this to earth and really have an experience that she hasn't had. I mean, I think the easy way to think about Rebel Moon is a sort of David and Goliath. It's a small farming community and a warship comes to that planet seeking to take their food to feed their soldiers. Those assholes. I didn't even notice. From like a like, hundred to take their the, food to the, feed the their soldiers. Look at the mountain with the waterfall. The waterfall's right there. I didn't even notice that until now. From like a hundred yards out into this dirt, up to the longhouse is all practical. Yeah, we built See? the town. Practical. I think it took about four practical. months to build it. It was quite a process. The practical. And also we had to plant wheat there. And one of the things actually that drove the schedule was where the wheat was at its correct uh, ripeness. The guys Gotta who planted the, the wheat had prepared a box for me and I brought it back to my house. So I would look out and I had a little like measuring stick so I could see what height it was at. around with you. I have found her. The most wanted fugitive in the known universe. Only rebels. I like that fact. That creature that Terex riding there is called the Bennu. It was wild and he's trying to tame it. And so he's flying around just trying to not get killed. So there's Jimmy. He's a JC Jimmy. class robot. Of course, voiced by the incredible Anthony Hopkins, who was like, a mind-blowing honor to work with and makes this creature have a soul, which was what I really wanted it to feel like. Good. Look at right here. This is what he's explaining Ray jumping. So that crane arm was real. And Ray actually had to jump super far. He's not on a wire or anything. He literally just leaped off onto this big pad. On the first one, he almost jumped off the pad and we were had to move it back. And I said, Ray, don't jump quite so far. You're going to end up on this stage floor that's so cool that just shows you uh how much of an athlete ray fisher is right there you gotta love that the fact that that 
I mean, obviously the background's practical, but the platform is not, and he's not on any wires. You have Zack Snyder's slow motion happening right there, and Ray Fisher just like totally putting his all into that jump. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. But yeah. This is a shot we did practically. No, I'm just kidding. This is a yeah. CG shot. <laughs> Jokes. Now, we won't go through the whole thing. Obviously, it's like a half hour, you know, video that you guys could watch. It's on, of course, the Netflix, uh, Netflix, the, the official Netflix channel, Geeked Week. But my God, oh, just put that in my eyeballs right now. Put that in my eyeballs. Just, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got a little sexual on that. I apologize, but I'm just, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. I mean, this is building universes from the ground up. And you got to love it. You got to love it. When when every, when shambles are happening with these other studios, when it comes to comic book stuff, we got this sci-fi, this unique sci-fi film that's going to be coming out from Zack Snyder. And it's just looking just, uh, yeah, just looking good. He's cooking. Let him cook. Let him cook, guys. Let him cook. Where's Francis? All right. Let's go ahead and... Uh... <coughs> box office <laughs> oh man how we feeling who saw the marvels this weekend huh anybody anyone anybody see the marvels probably not well you know of course i did you guys heard what i had to say and, and we did talk about it with the panel on the vox stream but uh yeah marvels came out this weekend and uh did not do well did not do too well when it came to uh when it came to the box office which you know we all suspected that things weren't looking good. And now we got current numbers. Like I did a box box office short yesterday and the numbers weren't uh, legit. And I knew that was going to be the case because it seems like I was going to box office mojo. You think that they would be on top of like, you know, everything, but they seem to get, you know, the rough numbers. They're never correct. But uh, but yeah, the the rough numbers, uh, you know, were, were, were lower than what the actual numbers are. But even the actual numbers. <laughs> Yep, there it is right there. Womp, 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 womp. Yeah, that's what the numbers were looking like. Yikes, that just looks bad right there. 109 million worldwide, 46.1. That's actually, yeah, the domestic went down. It was 47 last time I checked, but that's um, that's what happened when it came to the Marvels right there. Not looking too good. Will it have legs? Most likely not. I don't think there's a good word of mouth when it comes to all this, but you never know. I mean, the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is good, which is fine. That's good. Audience score should be good. And if you wanted to see it and have a good time with it, sure. So what happened with the Marvels? Now, obviously, when it comes to the Marvels, I mean, there's some people out there. We just get this part out of the way. I mean, yeah, you're, you're going to have people, and I've seen the tweets, where people are just going to be blaming dudes. Yeah, it's all because of men, all the incels and all that stuff. They're the reason. They, they, wanted, they wanted this movie to sacrifice but i'm like yeah they did yeah okay you could blame the dudes who didn't show up i guess but you can also blame the women that didn't show up <laughs> i mean let's face it there's like I, I think there's even like a thing out there where you know if, if this was directed towards women the women didn't come out either that's the thing and it's not so much that it's that and yes you're gonna have of course that side of of youtube and film criticism and all that that are going to be like it's because it's woke it's woke it's woke they use the w word like crazy yes 
they're going to do that. They're going to say all that. And they're going to be like, we predicted this and all. And they're going to pat themselves on the back. That's 100 percent what's going to happen. But I've seen people on Twitter who like to do this other thing where they basically uh, there's one account that keeps on getting dragged, too. And I even made a comment on it because they made it seem like they like they don't like like headlines and whatever don't throw that don't report the news of things bombing and not doing well. And they're making it seem like, oh, yeah, they they better do this with Aquaman, too. It's like, yeah, they will. Okay, all the publications when Aquaman 2 also bombs opening weekend, they're going to be posting headlines and articles doing the same thing. Okay, I know we all want to think that just because there's, you know, three female leads and a female director that it's just because it's misogyny. No, it's not. People just we're not interested. And it seems like Marvel Studios didn't care because if you watch the fucking movie, I watched the movie (laughs) and I my gripes. One of my biggest gripes was the fact that instead, instead of having you have these three leads with different backgrounds, different characters, but they're all connected. They're all connected. Okay, you have Carol, who is the main Captain Marvel. She is the main one. Okay, you got Monica, who she is connected to. We all know that story because obviously she's her aunt. So we know about that. And they haven't talked since. Okay, cool. You got something there. Then you got Kamala, who is a fan, total fangirl, fan of Carol. So she now gets to go on a mission to save the world with her. So we could you could play with that. And then you have she doesn't know who Monica is. So there's all that. There's these, this, these three characters. You could really flesh out these stories and do all that. And they fucking really didn't. I mean, they tried to. And they tried to give us a short movie that tried to move really, really fast. And I'll give it to them that they, the, the way that it was cut down, it did move. But it, the whole movie just reminded me of like the first act of Rise of Skywalker. They were just, you know, the, the, the fucking Millennium Falconing was like, was like speed, what? What, what would they call that? Like, uh, they called it like space jumping or, or, uh, a light speed jumping or whatever the hell ludicrous speed jumping. That's what it felt like. It was like, go, 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 go. But they really could have taken their time to have these characters and they could have just eliminated everything that had to do with Nick Fury. That's the part that pissed me off the most. So you have Nick Fury in there, and I get it. It's Nick Fury. But what do they do with a, like a lot of these movies? And this is where I agree with the people that were going, it's woke, because what do they end up doing? They, t- they take a male character and turn him into a big dum-dum and make him useless. And that's what they did with Nick Fury. He was just making jokes, and then there's this whole bit about the fucking cat, the goddamn cat that scratched his eye in the first one, which is a very disappointing thing. They have this whole bit with the cat where, like, the space station, you know, spoiler alert, guys, if you don't want to hear this, because this is, a, like, a little bit that happened in the movie, the, the freaking cat, well, I forgot the cat's name, I don't even care, Goose, right? I almost said Gus. Goose. There was eggs that were being laid around, all, and you're, like, going, oh, is this, like, a little subplot of something that's going to happen? No. It's just a bunch of eggs with a bunch of kittens that come out of it, a bunch of alien kittens, and then it's up to Nick Fury to rile up the kittens and have the whole crew get swallowed up by these kittens so they can get out of the space station. Dumb. 
absolutely stupid, did not need to be there, wasted way too much time in the movie, and they could have taken that time to really flesh out the stories of the three leads. But no, they decided not to do that. Again, it's not just, they, they just didn't, the, the writing was just bad. It was just bad. The chemistry was there, and there was the action was there. There was some good action sequences when it came to that, especially the idea of them having their powers and every time they use them, even though that was a little confusing too, and they could have taken some time to really explain how that was all working because it does get a little confusing. They could have just really taken the time to do that and focus on the three mains, but no, they had to like inject this whole little subplot with the space station and the fucking cat. <laughs> the cat's just, ugh. Talk to me, Goose. That's where you went wrong. That's where a lot of it went wrong. You know? It could have been a great movie. It could have been. It absolutely could have been. But no. They had to do that. And I'm just like, there. that's where you went wrong. That's where it went wrong. And a lot of people were just not digging it. Okay? There was another bit in there when it came to uh, like a sing, uh, you know, a little sing-along thing. I could have been okay with that. That what didn't bother me as much as all the Nick Fury stuff. All the, the kitty cat stuff. Anyways. But yeah. But not just that, of course. The, the, the strikes affected it because they couldn't market it. Now they're marketing. All, all of a sudden, now we're getting some junkets and stuff like that. That affected it. Uh, of course, we're going to hear about superhero fatigue. That's always going to be a thing. Uh, Marvel pumped out way too much content during the pandemic with shows and, and movies. That's also part of it as well. So there's just a lot of things, a lot of factors, a lot of factors that, that came into it. But, okay, you know, we can't, we can't be on one side and blame all the incels, and we can't be on the other side and blame all the woke people, okay? That's where we always go to, the extremes. But then you have to, like, no, it's a little bit more, you know, there's a little more, there's a little more to it than that. So don't be on that or that, so. Yeah, the sing-along part was kind of weird. I didn't really like it, but I liked the, the creative aspect of it. Like, it was unique. That's where I'm getting. I didn't really like it myself, Naval. Did not really like it. I thought it was cheesy and stupid, too. But I appreciated how unique it was because it had to do it. But it, it still was a cheesy bit, too. And I really I just wish they would have just focused on the three mains. I mean, you have Kamala, who's... A f just total fangirl and they were even touching a little bit on the story they were touching a little bit on the story that the fact that she was um and she that she was starting to be disappointed in carol because they couldn't save people certain people so she was getting a little disappointed that her hero is not quite the hero that she was and then he had monica and carol of course haven't talked to each other since forever and there's that whole part of it, and they barely touched on that. And then Monica and Kamala don't even know each other. So it was like they, I mean, ugh, there was just so much that they had with the three of them. And they just didn't full-on focus on the three of them because of the because they had to put Nick Fury in there. And Nick Fury and, and Sam Jackson probably got paid more than most <laughs> equality. <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, that's just, it's just bad. And then, of course, you got the post-credit scene and that stuff just didn't, who knows what that's all going to be going through. I don't even want to talk about that. You know, uh, I get what they're doing and like, you're trying to inject some X-Men in there. Sure. And they're going for the, they're going for the, uh, you know, obviously we know that, you know, again, spoilers, 
You know that Beast is in there. He doesn't look like Beast in X-Men Last Stand, which that was a cool design. It looks like Beast from the actual, you know, comic book or the animated show. So I get what they're doing when it comes to that, but I didn't really care for the scene. I was like, okay, whatever. It's fine. And then you have something like Loki that's dealing with multiverse and time travel and all that stuff. And it's just like, oh, it's so good. So good. That finale. I'm sad. I'm sad. No more Loki. And who knows when we're going to get more Loki. I'm sure he's not going to. Even Tom Hiddleston said, like, yeah, I'd say I'm not done. It's like, yeah, he, you better not be. That's your, that's your valuable character right now. That's your most valuable character right now, currently, Kevin Feige, is Tom Hiddleston as Loki. That's your valuable character right now. So you better. And then there was also this rumor. I'm not sure how legit it is, but I know I saw it that King Dynasty is no longer moving forward. I mean, we've heard about things like that, but I, I'm not. I just saw the headline like it was like a couple of hours ago. I'm not gonna. I was. Eh, who knows? Maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. I'm not gonna just like go too crazy when it comes to that. So I don't know. We'll see. Like, uh, we'll see if how that plays out. But right now, I'm just like, all right, I know that's just a rumor right now, so maybe not. But but speaking of Marvel movies, we have new dates and new dates for all kinds of stuff. And again, I will eat the crow. of. I thought like, okay, if they get a deal that they're not going to be starting until eh, January, most likely. Most likely January is going to be the case because, you know, the holiday months are here. But at the same time, you got these productions and you have dates that you need to make. So it seems like... Anybody who's involved in any production that got shut down are most likely just going to be like, hey, not doing any holiday plans this year because I'm going to be working, working, because that seems to be what's what's happening, because everybody's just like, get to work, get to work, get to work, get to work. And uh, there's a deadline article right here, too, that's actually showing some of that. And uh, there it is right there. Deadpool 3, Gladiator 2, Beetlejuice 2, Juror number 2, and Venom 3. Jesus Christ. I don't think juror number two, juror number two sounds like a sequel. I'm like, what was that? Did we have a first movie for juror? Was there, was there a, just a regular juror? No, it's just juror number two. But uh, everything else is a sequel, of course. Among film productions to restart ASAP as Hollywood gets back to work post strike. So that's what they're kind of saying right there. And they're talking about release dates and, uh, you know, they do all that. And, every, you know, talking about these like the main big movies. Right there. Also, priority uh, to resume shooting uh, the Wayfarer Studios co-financed Sony adaptation of Colleen Hoover bestseller. It ends with us starring Blake Lively and Justin Baldani. That pick is paused by, of course, the WGA strikes. And uh, obviously, we'd like to try to preserve a summer of films. The entire industry is focused on that. We don't have much time to do that. Of course, this is uh, saying Bob Iger. The desire for a juicy release date next year is unlike anything I've ever seen before. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. going to be interesting to see, like, when it comes to, like, release dates. That's what's going to be interesting. So, yeah, just basically talk about all that. But even going back to, you know, obviously when it, when it comes to uh, certain things, even Superman Legacy, it even says, like, uh, something right here. Oh, yeah, I forgot to uh, mention that corn sweat thing. I, I think I forgot to uh, click the thing. So somebody remind me. Remind me not to uh, skip out on the corn sweat thing that I wanted to show you guys. But, yeah, that's pretty much. There's nothing right there. But uh, let me find the um, let me find the release dates. Let's see. 
There was like uh, new release dates when it came to. I mean, obviously it was July 26th. July 26th, Deadpool 3 still trying to make that. They're going to try to make that date right there. It's July 26th. So I was like, all right, cool. At least they're going to be out next year. I mean, when it comes to CBMs, we're going to get that. We're going to get Joker. We're going to get Venom 3 because Venom 3 got pushed to 2024 Fall. So we're not going to get that for, you know, like about a year. And then, of course, we have Craven the Hunter. <laughs> Uh, you know, we'll see how that goes, I guess. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. But uh, I wanted to pull up the uh, actual release dates, but of course I'm probably not going to find them quick enough. I don't want to waste your guys' time. Where are the release dates? Nominee, see, everything's just from today. I was trying to find it. Let's see. Okay, because I know, like, I mean, they were even talking about Blade. They were even talking about Blade. That's also gonna get. It's gonna finally we're gonna we have a, a new release date for Blade, the reboot of Blade. It's not till 2025, which is horrible. And then of course there was even talks about the fact that uh, the new Captain America, New World Order, is also gonna be getting some extensive reshoots. But I don't really like the source. If you guys know who the source is, it's a certain guy who tries to be a scooper, who uh, you know who'll call the FBI on you if you fuck with him um so yeah i don't know how legit that is but i mean i wouldn't be surprised because we all thought that the new captain america movie might just might take the place of deadpool after that got delayed but now that you know brian reynolds posted an image okay here we go we found it right here okay so we have captain america 4 that's coming out february 14th 2025 this is all 2025 stuff right here. Fantastic Four, May 2nd. Of course, we got Superman Legacy, July uh, 11th. Thunderbolts is coming out July 25th. The Batman 2 is October 3rd. And then Blade is November 7th. So there was that. That's when it comes to CBMs, at least. So, but yeah, July of next year, we got uh, Ryan Reynolds. Uh, he posted. He posted a couple things, too, which was pretty cool. Obviously, it's Ryan Reynolds, and he's posting some cool things. And getting people at least uh, at least excited when it comes to certain things. Obviously, he posted this right here. Skull, shit, L, ching, 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 ching. I don't know. Swords, July 26th. And which is kind of funny because, uh, they, you know, Maximum Effort right here posted that on July 26th of 2013, The Wolverine came out. So that's pretty, that's pretty good. And then, and then some, <laughs> where, where was this guy? Where was this guy over this weekend? Is he seeing the Marvels that many times? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Who knows? But uh, yeah, posted that and then posted a dog pull. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's an ugly dog. <laughs> this dog is so ugly. It's cute. Did dog pull save the day? Not a chance in gremlin hell, but she is currently causing the Disney plushie merch department nightmares coming with the movie, summer 2023. Woof. Yep. That's right, dog pull. That's a pretty ugly dog, but hey, what could he do, you know? But, uh, yeah, who knows if, like, uh, the Captain America one, I mean, it was supposed to come out next year, and they're pushing it to the, ne to the following year. So something tells me that, that that rumor, scoop, whatever you want to call it, is a little legit, that they were going to be reshooting a bunch of like scenes, certain scenes and everything. Good Lord. So things are still going very well for Marvel Studios, right? Holy Lord. Absolutely terrible. All right. Let me find that corn sweat thing. I, I totally like skipped it. When it came to the tweets. 
and I was like talking it up and everything. Where is it? I had it. Come on. I had it in my list of things here. And maybe I didn't. I didn't put it in there. Maybe I forgot to put it in my list of things. Yep, I think I did forget to do it. Mm. Oh, yeah, and then I forgot to uh, show that. Hold on a sec. See, that's the thing. There's just so many things. There's so many things to, like, try to find and go over. Yeah. Didn't get everything. Okay. But, yeah, there was, there was this right here where, like, uh, Colin Farrell is already, you know, returning to uh, the Penguin. He's already, he's already ready to go. He flew in, and he was like, all right, let's do this. So Colin Farrell's already ready to start uh, filming the Penguin again. Uh, you know, it's you know it's kind of crazy. Colin Farrell, his style really hasn't changed over the years, but he got rid of all of his tattoos. It looked like it looks like he's got like almost all his tattoos removed because he used to have tattoos. You can even see it right there. He had like a cross right there, and it's like fading out. It seems like Colin Farrell is just like as he's gotten older and he's like what almost you know his mid forties. 50s he's just like you know don't need all these tattoos that i got in my 20s and 30s he's just like kind of just got rid of all that but he's ready but but his style you know with like skinny jeans and whatever the hell's happening he's still like very much uh wanting to you know at least keep that style right there so that's good i'm glad that that's happening all right i'll find it right now that one thing because i was like all right this 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 gives me a little bit like oh man look at this guy I can find it. Damn it. I'm not going to find it, am I? There it is. Jesus Christ. Took a little bit, but... So this was a video that was floating around over the weekend, and it was just kind of like, all right, when you, when it comes to, uh, you know, these actors that play these roles, especially when they get in some tights and a cape or something like that, you just kind of want them to be like, okay, are they a big dork? Yes, they can be. Some of them, maybe not so much. They're just doing it because they're getting a paycheck and whatever the hell. But you love it when the actor is like a big dork because you, 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 you resonate with them. You, you, you just kind of, okay, yeah, this, this, this makes me feel confident that you're actually, you know, you're a dork like I am. You know, Henry Cavill's a dork, you know, regardless of what he looks like. Obviously, he's a big stud, but of course, he loves his video games. He put together his uh, everything like that. That's what I loved about Cavill. And some other actors, of course, that have also like been, you know, they're just big dorks. But David Gordon Sweat, he loves him some John Williams score. And this is the video right here that was going around. So he's still obviously Star Wars. It, the Death Star is in range. You may fire when ready. He's doing all the voices. Uh, I have you now. Why even the sound effects? That's great. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. I think it was a little early on that one. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. He even knew he was early. Stand by. <laughs> I like it. Great shot, kid. That was one in a million. The force will be with you. Always. 
Still doing it. Still doing the sound effects. There you go. I just thought that was kind of cool. It's like, all right, he's a big Star Wars fan. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, right? Or, you know, the new Superman. He's a big dork. He's a big dork. You got to love that. I do. All right. Really, guys, enjoy that. If you didn't see it, <laughs> I just thought I'd show that. So I just thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's great, right? Just good stuff. Absolutely good stuff. Okay, all right. Let's go ahead and uh, let's go ahead and uh, go to Twitter questions right here. All right, go to Twitter questions. All right, Tet. We got Tet right here that says, uh, "What do we do if uh, they film Constantine two and the test screenings go bad and they write it off on taxes? Uh, we riot." Because you don't do that to Keanu Reeves. You don't. You don't do that to Keanu Reeves. That's, I, I will gladly riot if that happens. Goddamn test screenings. I hate those shits. Lane, no question, Dave. This is just me whenever WBD makes some BS decision. Yeah, it's a lot of people. Eric, Batgirl, Scoob, Coyote, Superman Legacy. At this point, Dave, we got to ask if Constantine 2 is more likely to get axed than the Gunverse. Well, yeah, they would go for that f first. They would definitely do that. But I, I mean, but I don't think how to, how to, no. I don't, I just don't see them really doing that to that, especially you have somebody like, you have Keanu Reeves, you know? Gun fans are, or no, Snyder fans are no, Keanu Reeves' return is something we can all get behind. Well, David Zanzel, yeah, hopefully he will be, should be, and hopefully because we have Pam Abdi and DeLuca that will support that 100%. Dave, question number one is from Darkness Under the Wind. Both, if both Superman Legacy and Batman Part Two are equally very successful, does DC automatically win against all Marvel in 2025? Probably. I mean, let's face it. Right now, WBD and DC Studios, they could really end up being the head honchos. Because, you know, the MCU is just not doing so well. They could end up being the head honchos by just making some unique, individual, standalone, some standalone comic book content. Mr. Nobody, I doubt Superman Legacy will get shelled because it wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I agree with you. It was just more of like a rhetorical question. They've been working to build up the new DC Universe and make money, and Superman needs to be a solid hit, and critics have to either like it or love it. Nothing less otherwise back to the drawing board. Cooper Knox, so how was uh, Godzilla minus one? You plan on doing a review soon? Yeah, like I said, I'll clip out my review that I did on the, uh, the Vodka stream opening. Uh, that'll be my review because, you know, I just, again, trying to find time to do some videos right now. It's just been, been difficult. So, but yes, it's, uh, again, I, I can't, I can't praise it enough. Devon Wooter, hey Dave, I just bought Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse on Blu-ray for my PS4 and wow, it's my favorite movie of the year. What's your favorite scene from the movie? Uh, it's too many to, I, I mean, I think the, when, when Miles was just running away from the spider, you know, from all the spider people, that was pretty awesome. And I can't believe Lionsgate is doing a John Wick 5. That's right. They say that a John Wick 5 is in the works. So that's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Because we, you know, if you saw John Wick 4, you know, yeah. And then finally we got Castellos. The numbers speak for themselves where the hype is between DC 
Oh yeah, so Rebel Moon got 11 million on Twitter, and then we got uh, 2 million right there for the announcement of Gods and Monsters. And I say good! I, I want Rebel Moon to get as much hype as possible, because that's what it's all about. But the sad fact of the matter is, is Mr. Uh, Castello's way, when you look at his Twitter, he's tweeting nothing but sell the Snyderverse to Netflix and restore and all this stuff. And it's like, okay, you have to, like, can you just change your name? This is this is when it, when it comes to a, some other Snyder fans out there. It's like, yeah, I'm with you. I'm glad that the hype is there. But you want Zach to go back to all the DC stuff. Why? Why do you want to do that? No. Okay. And, you know, and then again, you can also do the whole thing where it's like, because I saw somebody else on the opposite side on Twitter post the engagement, impressions, and views when it came to James Gunn posting posting the date for Superman and Zach posting the Rebel Moon. It was the opposite. It was more people were, you know, engaging with the James Gunn tweet more than Zack Snyder's tweet. So it's like it's like one of those things where you could just pick and choose, but at this, but I don't give a shit. I'm like I'm hyped for Superman Legacy and I'm super hyped for Zack Snyder's Rebel Moon and I'm so glad that he doesn't have to deal with the shit that's going on at Warner Brothers and DC. That's all. Nothing wrong with that, right? I think we can all agree with that. Hopefully. All right, guys. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. Woof, this was a good one tonight. Fun times, fun times. All right, make sure you guys smash that like thumbs up. Hit that notification bell so you know when I'm doing this stuff. And uh, members, I'll see you guys on Wednesday. If you want to become, uh, you want to be part of the Wednesday stream, become a member. It's a members-only stream. A little more personal, a little more, you know, not as energetic and crazy. So go ahead and do that. And then, of course, you know, got the vodka stream Friday. And all, and videos will be like, you know, being put out there all week and everything so i appreciate you guys smash that like thumbs up do all that and uh love ya follow me on all the sock meds and all that stuff all right guys whoops <laughs> what did i just do ah all right talk to you later i guess i went to my uh i pushed the wrong button that's the way it's been all right guys love ya bye